Aloha, everyone. Welcome to the Hanaho Podcast. Uh, with me uh, is Pastor Brandon back again. Pastor Brandon, how are you doing? It's been a while since we've seen you on the podcast. How was your Christmas? Christmas was crazy. Uh, two kids in the house running around, opening all these presents. It literally is like a tornado hit the living room and still hasn't been put back. Uh, on Sunday, I mentioned that our house was full of frozen and trolls and Barbies. And that was just my toys. No, I'm kidding. But we had a lot of stuff going on. Uh, it was a lot of fun, though. Kids had, had a good time. Right on. What was, the, what was the best gift that you got? And why was it the one that I gave you? It was the smile on my children's faces, Willie. You know, that's the answer. That's always the answer. The best. I didn't give you that one. Was the smile on my children's faces. And Weird. You know, that smooth jazz game that Willie and Ashley gave us. It's a board game about Kenny G. Yeah. Smooth yeah. move. We won Christmas by far. Anyway, <laughs> that's not why we're here. <laughs> Uh, we're going to get into the weekend message that Pastor Brandon shared uh, this this past weekend and look forward to the new year a little bit together. Uh, Christmas is behind us, but we still got um, New Year's Eve coming up, 2021. We're putting 2020 behind us, and it's going to be a big new year, so we've got a lot to talk about. Pastor Brandon, uh, this past weekend, you shared about peace um, and having peace going into the future. Uh, I happen to know that there's a a, a message, a, a story that you shared uh, on Sunday that you didn't share in the in the recorded services because it didn't happen yet. Pastor Brennan, would you like to fill us in on what happened? All right. Well, between recording and then actually delivering it live on Sunday, uh, I went surfing with an unnamed Willie Paul, and we paddled out to concessions and. As we're paddling out, it was a good day, off-season South Shore swell coming in. And uh, as we're paddling out the first time, this wave comes, I duck dive it, and I duck dive way too deep, and I just rake my nose on my board on the coral. It was bad. It was bad. It was really bad. I was there. There was a piece of coral stuck in your board. We ended up still surfing, though. Finished that I was not happy about that. Even worse, it twisted me even more because I hit it so bad. My shoulder hits the rocks and I have the coral head imprinted on my arm. No rock stuck in my arm because I had a rash guard on, but I still have a bruise on my shoulder. Like, yeah, I saw that you got a little bit of a, like a cut. Like yeah, a I had some cuts. cuts, some bruising, but nothing more bruised in my ego. And unfortunately it happened too close to Christmas and Santa couldn't get me a new board yet. So we'll have to wait for maybe a new year's new board kind of thing. Yeah. New year's so, new board. Maybe the Easter bunny will bring you a board. Yeah. Baby. Under the Easter podcast. Tree. I mean, yeah. yeah, but you know, uh, relating it to the message is the whole point of the message was uh, your level of peace is directly related to your level of trust in God. And when you are able to trust that God is the one that is in control, then your peace rises with it, almost like the tide. And when your level of trust rises, your level of peace rises. And it's funny, the, the irony of all this is that in a low tide situation, I hit the nose of my board on the rocks and when our trust in God is low, our peace is low, and the metaphorical reef in our life sticks out. We get hit on stuff like that. We get busted up. We make bad choices because we chose not to trust in God, had no peace in our decisions. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like an example of me actually doing it, but then being able to preach about how it relates to peace in our lives. Yeah. And I must say, uh, you hit your board. There was a piece of rock in there. There was a piece of coral, and you handled it really well. 
You weren't angry. <laughs> You're just like, well, I'm already out here. I might as well just serve. I was not happy about it. But yeah, I mean, what you can do? I ain't paddling in. <laughs> yeah. waves. Uh, so the board is currently drying and uh, I'll patch it up. It'll be okay. But yeah, that was a bummer. Now's my chance to, while you can't surf, to try to get good so that we can, the, the, the student will become the teacher. Well, I'm only going to be out for like a couple months, not a couple years. So let's be realistic. Ooh, sick burn. <laughs> hey, one of the first uh, points that Pastor Brandon made, he just talks about it was about how our level of peace is directly related to our level of trust in God. It's that idea of the rising tide uh, lifts all ships, that as our our trust in God rises, the amount of trust that we put in God, the amount of peace that we have uh, rises along with that. Um, You know, Pastor Brandon, we've had a rough year. Like, everyone's had a rough year. Uh, How do we have peace and trust God moving forward with all of the junk that's happened behind us. Yeah. I think when we look at our current circumstances and if you couple that with an uncertainty about the future, then it really creates this toxic cocktail of having no peace about what's going on now or the future. So, you know, referencing this year that we've all been through um, when we look back, there may have been some good things this year. There may have been some really bad things. And in light of everything that's affected us as a society, whether economically, whether in our relationships, our families, um, there's been a lot of hard things going on. And yet in the midst of all those things, peace isn't found necessarily in our current circumstance, but yeah. rather peace is found as we trust God for the future that he brings. You know, it's funny. We think of, um, sometimes we can think of God as the God of the here and now, and he is, he's with us, right? But he's also the God of the future and the past. That's the whole idea, right? We, we say this often, it's um, on the wall of every four square church. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um, this constant idea that through, ever, uh, through what we go through, whatever it may be, that God is the one that gives us our peace because our peace is found in him. See, if our peace is found in the circumstance, then of course it'll, it'll ebb and flow. It'll, it'll rise and fall. Um, but if our peace is found in the goodness of God and our trust in that, then there's almost like this constant um, remaining thing, like a... That's so why he's called the, the, the rock of ages, that he's the one that is constantly there. So I think when we look at this year, we can have peace for the future if we don't look for our peace in our circumstances, but rather we look for it in our God. Mm, that's really good. I like the idea of um, that God isn't just, just in the here and now because he is in the here and now, but he also is in the, um, in the past and the future. Uh, makes me think of when God says, uh, I am that I am. Like when people ask, who are you? God replies, I am. Mm-hmm. Um, because it reminds me that like in the past, God is. And right now, God is. And in the future, God is, you know? And so he always has that present tense right now, no matter what uh, what time we're in in our lives. Yeah, yeah, totally true. Yeah. Um, what is, what is something that you're looking forward to in, in the new year? Man, there's a lot. I think, um, one of the things that I've had to catch myself in my thought process has been this idea that when the year turns over to 2021, that, um, things will be drastically different. Mm. And while there's hope for those things, um, how far away are they? We're not really sure. Um, take for example, the vaccine that everybody's talking about, whether it's, um, 
just two varieties or whether there's more. Um, we recently heard in the news the Lieutenant Governor talking about how all of Hawaii could be vaccinated by the end of summer, if possible, if they want to be. Um, just will that actually happen? And what will happen in these different strains of the virus coming out of Europe? Um, there's a lot of question marks. So what I'm looking forward to is some of this playing out, is seeing how the story unfolds coming into the spring. Um, for us as a church, how we actually are effective in the way that we minister. So, so a lot of people are coming back to in-person service, and we're excited about that. But we also know that some people prefer to stay home, and we're perfectly okay with that. And we're, I'm excited to see how we can connect people who are choosing to stay home and still be a part of the church from home um, to be able to do so. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, personally, I'm also looking forward to my kids' birthdays. <laughs> They're in the same month. So they're right around the corner. It's in March. They're going to be four and two. That'll be a big change for all the stuff that's going on in our family. But, you know, again, going back to what I was saying earlier, I wanted to really caution myself from jumping ahead going, oh, in 21, everything's going to be different. Because maybe it will, but it also might take a while to unfold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if, if we've seen anything with 2020, it's that uh, you can have these hopes and like, okay, it's going to be, uh, everything's going to be back to normal by this time. And then like, it just doesn't happen. But if we put yeah. our trust in God and not in the circumstance or not in, not in speculations or in uh, pundits or whatever, uh, then our peace rests in God and not in mm-hmm. what's happening in our lives. Oh yeah. So pastor Brendan, one of the things that you uh, mentioned this past Sunday in, in the weekend message that uh, I, I really appreciated because of just like how simple and how direct it was, was you said, that we have to remember who's in control. And then you said, hint, it's not you. And it's, it's such like a, it's such a, a sneaky thing, I think, because you have these kind of messages where it's like, okay, put your faith in God and, uh, or put your trust in God, put your faith in God. And then that's where the peace comes from. Um, and then you walk out of that Sunday, you log off after watching the sermon online and you're like, yeah, put my trust in God. And then you're really peaceful. You're trusting God. And then it creeps up on you where you start to slowly take things back. And you're like, Oh, but actually with, with this, I actually need to be in control of that. Or, or with that, I actually need to be in control of that. Hold on to this a little tighter. Um, how do we remember in the long term who's in control? How do we remember to continually place our trust in God? Well, Something someone told me a long time ago was if you really want to remember something, then tattoo it on your forehead. Because every time you look in the mirror, you're never going to forget that. So I'm actually waiting for you to take me up on that advice, Willie. Go ahead and put it right between your eyebrows right here. It says, trust God. Get the monobrow tat. (laughs) I think... um, you know, it's, it's a continual daily choice that we do when it comes to trusting God, because you're right, it does creep up. Um, this idea that, um, you know, I'm going to trust God, I make this initial decision, and then slowly but surely, there's things in our lives that we want to control. And that's, that's a big problem that many of us have, is I want to be in control of my life. I want to be in control of what other people say, how they respond, what they should do. And it's um, frustrating when we're not when we're the ones that are having to make better choices or having to Mm. um, live with the consequences of other people's choices. So 
I think to your question of how do we continually remember to trust God, um, so much of what we, we believe has to do with the habits that form the beliefs that we have, that reinforce actually the beliefs that we have. Hmm. So if you think about daily routines, such as brushing your teeth or washing your face or whatever it might be, we do these things because they're just ingrained into us. And we also know that if we don't, um, over a long period of time, we'll have detrimental effects. Well, you can see someone who hasn't washed their face in a long time. You can probably smell someone who has brushed their teeth in a long time. But you don't really see that very obviously in someone's life or even our own lives if we haven't um, been having the habit of choosing to trust God. It's this mm-hmm. idea of like continual action uh, over time because that's when you're going to see real results of what God is doing in our lives. We see this concept in our physicality, whether it's eating too many mint chocolates over Christmas and now I have to work off a few pounds or uh, things like I mentioned with hygiene, but we don't always see it spiritually. Mm. And spiritually, when we choose to make it a habit to say, okay, I'm going to trust God. It's not my life. And the, the, the things that we know are true. I'm not in charge. He is. Um, so therefore I'm going to trust you. That means that I'm going to uh, do it the way that you would want me to do it rather than doing it my way, which is self-reliance rather than God reliance. Um, you don't really always see the results in someone's life. And if we do, it's not always attributed to this deeper issue of am I choosing to trust God? So, you know, when you're asking, how do we actually put this in the forefront? Well, there's a reason why we talk about whether it's reading your Bible or spending time in prayer um, or giving it the attention that it needs. You know, if we can brush our teeth for what, two, three, four minutes a day, whatever it is, however long you brush your teeth. It's Monday, supposed to be two or, minutes a day. In two minutes? Yeah. Something like that. If we can do that, uh, can we give attention and time to something even more important that affects every other part of our life? You know, mm. I mean, Proverbs is true when it says, you know, you guard your heart because your whole life flows out of it. And there's so many times when, like you had mentioned, things creep back into my heart or this desire to control um, outcomes of my life, control other people, um, control situations um, that in the end, uh, I find myself just bankrupt uh, spiritually, emotionally. And looking for a meaning or purpose or fulfillment. And chances are it can always trace its root back to, hey, am I actually trusting God in this area of my life? Or am I actually acting more out of panic or insecurity or a desire for self-fulfillment? Mm. And the hard part is, as we've talked in, in almost every episode of this podcast, we've talked about setting those, setting those times and those routines into our into our daily lives of carving out a time in, in the midst of your busy schedule, uh, which isn't easy to do, but um, using the tools that we have at our disposal. Now with technology, it can, it can be this, um, you know, this rectangle that consumes my entire life. Uh, can either, I can spend all my time scrolling through Instagram or I can spend five minutes just opening the Bible app instead of uh, Instagram first thing in the morning. Or using uh, apps like Bible in One Year, which is super good, and and having it read to you um, as you like make your morning coffee or drive somewhere, um, just working in and trying to find these these little ways that you can make it easier uh, to make this part of your daily life. Yeah, totally agreed. Bless you. <laughs> Thanks for muting. I learned how to mute. <laughs> awesome proud of you but yeah it's that slow creep it's that slow um dude on christmas uh i was just like snacking all day 
<laughs> just on like gummies and chocolates and like pretzel sticks and stuff. And I was like, loving it. And then like right before dinner, I was like, I need to brush my teeth. <laughs> like my teeth felt like acidic and fuzzy. And I was just like, I'm so disgusted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was one of those, like, I didn't notice. I was just snacking happily until it was like, oh, no, I've gone too far. I need to, like, drastically fix this. <laughs> um, and it's like that in our daily lives where, like, you start to get a little more irritable or a little a little quicker uh, to snap at someone or, or someone cuts you off. And instead of just, oh, well, you start to feel your blood pressure rising and your knuckles start to grip a little tighter on the steering wheel. Uh, it's, it's those little like warning signs of like, oh, wait, I haven't spent the time. I haven't, uh, let go of the things that I'm trying to control in my own life. I need to get back to taking care of myself, uh, in that way of, of spending time with God in prayer and reading the Bible and journaling, writing what God is speaking to me, um, and working those into, uh, if not daily, then weekly, uh, just as much time as, as we can find in our schedules. Um, Pastor Brandon, you ended the message talking about rest and resting in God's goodness. Um, you shared the, the, uh, the scripture of be still and know that I am God, which to be honest, I don't know if it's just me, but it's a lot easier said than done, mm. especially when things are going wrong, especially when things aren't just trivially going wrong. Like when someone, someone cuts you off. Someone's taking a long time at the register in front of you at the grocery store. It's like, okay, I can, I can wait. No big deal. But when things are going wrong in a very big way in our lives, as they have continuously, it feels in this past year, how do we be still? How do we take God's word and turn it into our reality? Hmm. You're right that a lot of things that we talk about, not only Psalm 46.10, but other things that we believe as far as trusting God, uh, doing it his way, uh, things like that are very much easier said than done. I mean, you take uh, things that we classically believe as Christians, such as loving your enemies or mm -hmm. um, even things like that. Um, so how are things like that? How can we put that into practice? Well, there's some practical things to do. And then there's some, I would say, like theological concepts that can base off the practicalities. So really when we start with the idea before the practicalities, it's being still and knowing that he is God isn't just to mentally and intellectually say, oh, he's God. But rather there's a trust aspect to this idea of knowing that he is God. There's a closeness of relationship of acknowledging his role in our lives and therefore our role in the midst of what's going on in the story. So going back to that point we had mentioned earlier, remember, remember who's in control and it's not you. If you are still, that's when we actually can know and remember and recall and go back to the simple fact that God is our heavenly father. We think about the Lord's prayer. Jesus says, this is how you pray. And he references God as father, which for the time was revolutionary because mm -hmm. up until that point, God was something to be so revered that you couldn't even say his name. And Jesus says, you got it all wrong. Like he's not all the way out in left field, past the ballpark, in the parking lot, all the way far away, but rather he's right next to you. He's your father. He lives in your home. Like he's that close to you. So when we talk about knowing that he is God, it's remembering that God is the one who is, as we said, with us and for us in the present right now. 
So being still then is really our part. Um, our part is being able to stop and to take that time that we had mentioned. And if you think about it, time is one of the most precious commodities that we have, if not the most valuable. Mm-hmm. See, money comes and goes, but time is something that you'll never get back. And if you're listening to this podcast, you know, you're putting time into hearing how God will actually forward your relationship with him. And I think it's something that we want to make sure is worth your time. Because when you're still, what you're giving is time for God to slow your heart down, slow your mind. Um, many of our thoughts run rampant um, in our hearts and in our minds. And these thoughts just hold us hostage with fear or worry or anxiety, stress. Uh, this past year that we've been through, um, there's been a lot created in our, our minds and anxieties about you know, what could be or what is going on or what is wrong or will this work out? I think this verse about being still and knowing that he's God, as we mentioned this past weekend, is also translated to, to cease striving, to stop um, writhing your, your arms around and flailing. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned in the, in the sermon, it's almost like when my son is so hysterical because he's so upset about something that I hold on to him real tight and I say, daddy's right here. I got you. And sometimes he even pushes away from me because he doesn't want to be held. And that's when I hold him and I remind him, I'm not letting you go. Like I'm holding on to you. Because sometimes if I let him go, he's going to hit his head on the ground because he's so hysterical. Mm. And being still and knowing that he's God is to say, you know, stop struggling and remember that I'm the one to be trusted, as if God would say that to us. So that's the theological background. I think the practicalities are, um, Pastor Owen mentioned this earlier in the pandemic, but it's this thing that he had mentioned about making time to theoretically look out the window. Mm-hmm. Practically speaking, that's a, a quiet time of wherever that might be. It could be 10 minutes at your uh, dinner table when no one else is home or they're asleep already. It could be uh, 20 minutes um, sitting on a bench in a park or at the beach or in your car before you step into the office. It's that time where we take a moment not to listen to music, not to hear even a podcast as great as these might be, but rather to to let our heart um, settle and rest and be silent and let God's Holy Spirit bring good things into our lives. I've been reading a book about prayer. And one of the things that it's been saying is that uh, when you start praying, you realize how spiritually empty you actually are. And Mm -hmm. that resonated with me because I thought there's times when I've sat in a chair looking out at something to try and spend time with God. And I hear nothing (laughs) like, aren't I supposed to hear like some big voice from heaven? Like give me some direction and some assurance and aren't I supposed to see a a butterfly land on a, on a leaf to remind me that God's spirit is with like, (laughs) How come I don't feel anything? And one of the great things about that part of that prayer book that I read was so reassuring to say, you just realize how empty you are. And that's a good thing because it mm-hmm. reminds you how much you need to press into God to feel you. So I'm like, that actually helps me a lot to be still. And when I find myself empty, I say, God, I need you. And I, I can't say every time that there's a, a bibbity bobbity boo and I'm, I'm filled with the presence of God. But there are times when God speaks to my heart after realizing how empty I am and I need him. Hmm. So to put that into practicalities is um, set a timer on your phone and be still. Put your your phone on airplane mode. Don't get interrupted by notifications or texts or anything like that. And open your heart to the Lord. And just as we said in the messages past weekend, acknowledge your weakness and ask for his strength. Because that's when we can see where if we need peace for the future then God is able to be trusted. 
That's really good. Um, it's, it's comforting to know that even you have those moments of prayer where you're just like, all right, I'm waiting. Like, isn't something supposed to happen? Um, because often it can feel like when, when that happens, it's like, am I doing something wrong? Like, is, is, is God like ignoring me? Has God forgotten about me? Is he running late? He's stuck in traffic. Um, but to remember like, no, this is just like that without God, that we are separate, you know, that without God, we are empty. Mm-hmm. And so just to sit in that, in those moments and to just be still, to not run around and try to make everything happen on our own. Um, but to, to take the five, 10, 20 minutes of just sitting in silence and just asking God, like, God, what do I do without you? Kind of, you know, I think it's a recentering of our hearts and our perspective. And I think that's almost like recalibrating uh, where we're at. So if we want to trust God and have peace for the future, um, it really starts by us remembering that he's the one that's in control. I think that's where the trust comes from. Mm-hmm. So tr- trust is always a choice, right? Trust isn't something that, that just happens um, by accident. Um, as much as uh, metaphorically speaking, if trusting is putting the entire weight of your life on something and you trust it, then when you, whenever you sit on a chair, you are trusting the chair. It's always a choice to sit down. Unless you're being pushed, whenever you sit down of your own volition, you are trusting that chair can hold you. And when you choose to trust that God can hold you, it's saying, okay, uh, I believe that your way is better. And that's something that takes time to remind ourselves of what's true. Man, that's so good. It's it's difficult. It's easier said than done, but it is so worth it to spend that time just in silence, just reflecting on all the good that God has done for you in the midst of all the bad and, and transferring, uh, transferring, if you continue with that chair metaphor, transferring our weight from ourselves onto God and just slowly, okay, God, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you this slowly, but surely. And as we do that, we realize how much lighter we are and how much easier it is to go through life and the hard things of life, because our trust, our peace, our joy isn't dependent on what's happening to us right in the moment, but it's dependent on who God is. And we can have trust and faith in God's uh, character and that uh, he's always with us. Ooh, I got chicken skin, man. That was better than I was expecting it to be. Wow. <laughs> uh, anyway, as we wrap up, uh, we have uh, in-person services continuing. We are very safe. Everyone's socially distanced, physically distanced. Uh, everyone's wearing masks uh, on Sundays at 9. If you'd like to register Go to our website at uh, metrochristianchurch.com. You can find more information on anything that we talked about. Uh, Everything that you need is right there. We're so glad that you uh, joined us today, and we look forward to seeing you uh, on the weekend services online, in person, and back next week on the podcast. Aloha, everybody. Have a happy new year. Happy new year. Yeah.